0: well both sets of supporters not knowing quite what to feel still life in the game according to the referee and Bergkamp certainly life in him a truly high-class hat-trick the first touch was magnificent more to come and again unerring in front of goal
1: I always found it very difficult if, if players um, wouldn't give a hundred percent. For example, if they were doing other other things off the pitch and had a big mouth, or were doing things that weren't right in my mind, then um, in training sessions I, I would I would take that with me. So there been some bad <laughs> tackles from me, or or some some fouls or whatever, that that's what that was my way of
2: showing it. Hello and welcome back to In Lockdown in partnership with Camden Town Brewery. This is part two of our special Dennis Bergkamp interview. If you haven't caught up with the first part yet from earlier in the week, it's available to download now. We pick up the interview with Dennis talking about the various leaders in the dressing room during his time at the club. And what about the captains you played under? Because you started with Tony Adams was there, then Patrick Vieira, of course. Were you someone who ever really needed the guidance of captains and and that sort of influence in the dressing room, or did you see yourself as your own leader, and and you didn't particularly need that guidance from a captain?
1: Yeah, I, I think you you've got different sorts of leaders in the in the dressing room. You've got one who um, is the is, is most experienced guy in the dressing room, who who's got the armband, who's got the respect of all the players, who uh, who can say the right things, and. I've been lucky enough at Arsenal to have those uh, players as captains. Like Tony Adams, he was out-and-out out captain. Um, he knew exactly what to say. He, uh, he would be up in front to, 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 to go to battle, to, uh, mm. to win games, to win the fight, to have a go at the referees, to protect his players. Um, Patrick was, of course, the one who had to follow Tony Adams, which was very difficult, but he he approached it in a slightly different way, um, maybe a little bit more gentle, but uh, on the pitch he was like a, like a warrior. He was yeah not holding back and and used his, his power to to um, to lift others. Uh, Cherry was of course in in his way a leader that. Um, yeah, leader by example. Like, like that. That's yeah. our best player. So we yeah. uh, we're gonna follow him. And and he was expecting uh, uh, certain things of his teammates as well. And and he would show that. He was always like that. I mean, uh, the captaincy didn't change him. Mm. I think that was uh, that was his quality. He was he was always like that, whether he was a captain or not. He was always leading by example. And uh, yeah, as I said, if you pick those three captains that I've had at Arsenal. Then uh, you don't have that in other teams, in other clubs. I don't no. think so. No. Those three players. If, if you if you mention that uh, them three, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, you can't wish for any anything more.
2: And you were known to be a perfectionist in training. Every single day, giving everything, and, and that's what Arsene Wenger particularly said about you. Um, that was so impressive that every single session, from minute one to the, to the end, you were there, giving everything. But Surely there must have been days when you needed motivating. Could you? Were you that self-motivating all the time, or did you need some people around you at, at times to say, "Come on, it's you know, put it in today. It's another day." No, I I, I must
1: admit, I I always loved playing football, and um, apart from I think my last one or two seasons where my my um, my body was struggling a little bit with uh, some minor injuries, um, apart from that. that period I I always enjoyed going to training and yeah it it it's some sort of uh, challenge as well for me you know yeah to to show what you can do i mean uh, all my career people uh, looked at me like the one who had to make a difference on the pitch so that, that that's my motivation that it's, it's not like i can uh, do a session or whatever without trying to be the best I I can't allow that. That's my character. Uh, maybe it doesn't show all the time from the outside, but inside I I just want to be the best, and I want to compete. And I I more or less don't like it if if anyone else win a game or had a better cross or a better pass or whatever. I uh, I was always trying to to be the best, and that's uh, yeah. You you can't switch that on and off. I guess. That's a character thing. And then you, you, as soon as you walk on the pitch, you see a ball and and you start training or playing a game, then you've got that
2: motivation uh, right away. But of course, there's lots of players who weren't like that, who didn't have that motivation, maybe to the same degree. How frustrating was that? Yeah, I I, I couldn't stand that.
1: Yeah, it was so difficult for me to understand that, that people could... Uh, play like that be be like that on the pitch I mean it's 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 great that you can um, uh, play football and and it, it you can play football for 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 a lot of money you can play for full stadiums and a everything is is arranged for you uh, you you have you, how, how can you not enjoy that and how can you just come to a training session giving 60 or
2: 70 percent i I could not understand that if if players weren't motivated did you ever have to call anybody out i'm thinking maybe towards the end of your career when you were begin when you were captain in this team as well on occasions did you ever have to pull players to one side and say look this isn't this isn't good enough this is not what we do here
1: well to be fair that that's been a part of me f- from the start of my career um i always felt found it very difficult if if players um wouldn't give a 100% and uh for example, if they were doing other other things off the pitch and had a big mouth, or, or or you could see them here and there, or or were doing things that that weren't right in my mind, then um, yeah, in training sessions I, I would I would take that with me. So there being some bad <laughs> some bad tackles from me or, or or some some fouls or
2: whatever, that that's what that was my way of showing it. <laughs> Rather than telling them you were... <laughs> They they would know then if they got on the end of one of your tackles that you they'd done something wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> that was my way. I, I... I wasn't the guy who who was shouting at at people like "What are you doing?" or, or yeah. whatever. But uh, I I would I would show my frustration in in, in training.
2: And did that happen in games as well? Because we know you did have uh, sometimes you you got a little bit wound up by the opposition, shall we say? <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, you were right. There, there, there was there were a few few times that um, the competitive side of me went over a certain line and, and then I, I, I did something that I shouldn't have done. But it's a fine line, I must admit, but I needed it to uh, uh, to do well. My, my wife always told me during my career, uh, I hope that you get, a, you get kicked in the first minute because then you're so aggressive and there's a certain way of of, of playing that um, it, it gives you 20, 30 percent more. And, yeah. and I think I, I think she was right because I remember a Southampton game at their crown where this, this left back, I don't know his name, was an Italian name. He was winding me ben, up all Benal- the time. Francis
2: and, Benali, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he was winding me up all the time. And, and, and yeah, it just gave me something extra. So um, apart from the 100% I always gave, that, that gave me a little bit extra, I guess. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I went over the line, but it helped me.
2: It helped me in, in, in my way of playing. Yeah, Lee, Lee Dixon tells a story about you doing that to him. I think in a training session uh, before before weekend. <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, there were a lot of players I've I've uh, I've had a, a little bust up with on, in 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 the training sessions, but it was all with respect. Uh, it was all cleared once we hit the showers because uh, then then then. Yeah, you just apologize. I apologize. I remember Lee apologized once, like, uh, and I, I can't, I can't even remember what it was about on on uh, on the mm-hmm. training pitch. But I do remember the uh, the apology. So that that says a lot about the team that we were helping each other to uh, to progress, to develop, and and yeah, th- those things on on the pitch. We left it on the pitch, and we just carried on because it made a made us stronger. I do believe that. You have to train as, as you play. Otherwise, uh, you won't, won't
2: progress. And then when, when you came to the, the last couple of years at Arsenal, there were a few younger players coming through who were looking up to you. I'm thinking people like Robin Van Persie, who would who would see you as a, as a mentor. What was your role with people like that? Was it more leading by example? Or was it taking them to one side, even coaching them? How did you deal with that? Well,
1: there, there, there were guys, of course, who were coming in where... Um, at first you don't have a connection with but you just see what they can do and uh, i think uh, fabricras was a great example he uh, he came in he was very quiet a lot uh, very respectful to the to the players and suddenly he found himself in between yeah big big names and mm-hmm. and he was just developing himself and just quietly you know not a big mouth and just trying to get better every, every year and well you can see what kind of career he had because he had the right mindset he had mm. the right uh, approach to uh, to his start of the game um, there were other players yeah who, who came into the first team with the uh, training sessions uh, they had a big mouth they were arrogant and they, they, they had an attitude like okay we're gonna yeah we're gonna show those, those experienced players how, uh, how it's done and funny enough or not funny enough you you don't you don't uh, hear from him uh, from them anymore because they they didn't have the right attitude they didn't have the right approach uh with Robin van Persie he had some problems in Holland of course with uh, with his own uh, his old team former team mm. but uh as soon as he came th- there was a connection because the image he had in 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 Holland was that he f- was very arrogant. Uh, what I said before, so some sort of player who uh, who got a different uh, the wrong attitude. But uh, as soon as he came, he he had a lot of respect for us, and he started the training yeah. sessions, and he didn't have a big mouth, and he was learning, and he was asking questions. Uh, my wife got on with 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 his wife, uh, so slowly you 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 build a relationship, and that's mainly on the pitch. I was trying to lead by example, and and he mentioned that a few times that he was uh, learning from that, and off the pitch as well. I, I we had a few talks about certain things, about the Dutch national teams, and 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 that sort of stuff, where uh, where he could learn from, and yeah, I enjoyed just just sharing my uh, my experience in in those
2: situations. You always looked very at home at Arsenal, and you always. Seem to be enjoying life on and off the pitch, and and in comparison with other players, you you rarely got linked with a move away. But was there ever a moment that you you came close close to leaving Arsenal? Uh, for
1: for myself, no. I I, um, I did understand that Arsenal at some point, and I think I was in my seventh or eighth season. I'm not sure. Arsène asked me the question if if I wanted to leave, because then they would. Uh, uh, um, Help me or, or work with me. They wouldn't. They wouldn't mind that. Which was a strange question, of course. But um, in the end, I said no because I wanted to stay at Arsenal. And I remember at that time that I started in the years after having a, having a good uh, a good run. Like um, I don't know if you remember, but it was, it was at the end of each season, towards the end of my career, there was um, always question of retiring or Having one more year, and 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 in the end, I, I, I think I signed two or three times one uh one year uh, extension to my contract. So I think um, besides of that, own that one time that Arsenal asked me, which was a question to be fair, but uh, I straight away said no because I I wanted to finish my career at Arsenal, and that was there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to uh, go to another club, country, or whatever.
2: Yeah, and and I guess the fans wouldn't let you leave anyway at that time. As you said, it was always one more year. You got to near the end of the season, and that's what all the fans were singing at you. That must have played a part, did it?
1: Yeah, definitely, because I felt at home. I I, I didn't want to leave. I mean, at the time I was in my thirties, and you don't want to go to another club to build, yeah, to help building a new team or whatever. And I had I had a feeling that we were really yeah becoming a better team each year. Um, in, in, a, in a different way than my 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 uh, like '98, for example. But we were slowly building to be uh, yeah a really settled European team, and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be part of that. And I, I felt that I uh, I had enough uh, enough in me, and um, yeah I, I was happy that I could show that toward the the end uh,
2: of my career. And just before we finish. Um... We've spoken a, a lot about your teammates today, and if you interview, if you speak to Thierry Omri, Lee Dixon, Ian Wright, most of these players will say you are the best player that they played with. So I want to ask you, who who was the best player that you ever played with?
1: I've had that uh, question a lot of times. I I, I find it very difficult to uh, to say because I was lucky enough to play with the back four, like the back four we had in, my, in the beginning of my career at Arsenal, because I've, I've never seen that. A back four and a, with the goalkeeper is so connected to each other that mm. yeah, that was amazing yeah. but of course you would go for the obvious best player like uh, like cherry which which basically is is, is is probably true because he was the most gifted player I've I've seen and I've seen it not only in games of course but also in training sessions he was most of the time training it seemed like he was training at 70 80 percent. And he was still uh, by far the best player. that was yeah, that was a ridiculous time because he was so good. I played with Patrick Vieira, which was a player who could change games even in that, in those days, he he would by himself change uh, the whole midfield. Uh, everyone knows the the, the the game, his first game when he came on at half time and he completely changed the game. Yeah how, how can you compare those players to each other Henry to to Fiera or or, yeah. or to the back four I I, I found it very difficult uh mm. Pires, I mean what what a, what a player he was um Freddy lundberg maybe he wasn't the most gifted player but how effective how uh, decisive was he the, the 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 back players who came after like Colo Touré or Saul Campbell I mean as I said I've, I've been lucky to play with a lot of good players but To name the best player, it's it's really difficult, really difficult
2: because impossible. Each and every one in their own position was uh, very important to the team. Okay, and just looking back on your playing days and your your time at Arsenal, what do you miss most about that time? Yeah, whoa, yeah, everything. I mean, uh,
1: (laughs) going to the training ground, you you miss the dressing room, uh, uh, you miss uh, uh, going on the pitch and and hit a few balls, uh, having a training session, moan moan. At the assistant managers and stuff that uh, that's all all sort of things you just you just miss and um, i've been in coaching i've been in, in 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 other roles in football but uh nothing compares to to playing football so that's that's mm-hmm. uh that's a miss but uh in the end you've got a lot of good memories about it so uh, i've been lucky that way
2: and do you have any plans to to come back to Arsenal in any capacity? As you said, you've done coaching. You've, what are you up to now?
1: Um, well, in the last one or two years, we were discussing this uh, within the family, of course, uh, because I, I, I do miss England. I do miss football. I've tried it in Holland, which um, in the end didn't work out for certain reasons. But um, yeah, we, we still got on our mind to, to, to go back to uh, to England someday and and see what happens. Because, uh, yeah, I, I miss being on the pitch and um, uh, being around uh, the football team, the players, uh, the atmosphere. So uh, I do see a future, but when that is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet.
2: Have you had any contact with the people at Arsenal? Because there's obviously a lot of former players involved at the club.
1: Yeah, I do have contact with, with players, at um, ex-players, so to speak. And uh, I, I I know that once I stopped at Ajax, that. Uh, my my agent asked if if he would inform in England or at Arsenal, but I said no. It's it's not the time at the moment to uh, to do something. But uh, as I said, in the future, I don't know. But uh, wait and see what happens.
2: Well, it'll be great to see you back. if you you did ever come back Um, thanks very much for your time today Dennis it's been a real privilege to hear those stories again and to well just remind everyone of what was a great era in Arsenal football club history and um, if you enjoyed that interview at home then please let us know by leaving a rating and review on iTunes and until next time thanks for listening